Are you new to podcasting? Does it seem overwhelming trying to get a hold of where to start? Have you been doing it for a while and have a lot of content built up but don't have the time to edit? Fortunately, from having to edit my own podcast the last couple of months, I have become rather efficient at it and only plan on getting better. I am offering my service to edit podcasts no matter what level your show is at. If you need a sole editor for your show or even just an extra editor on your team, please reach out to me at tylerfriedelproductions at gmail.com. I have different plans available to help an array of people in the podcast world. One thing many of us have come to realize since the lockdown due to COVID is we may be apart, but we can still connect and share ideas with each other via the internet. Let me help you get your story out there. Share with me the vision you have for your show and I will help you get it there. Wherever you are in your stages of creation, I want to help you take it to the next level. Thank you for listening. Let's get back to the show. Catherine Nagy loves Nickelback. There, I said it. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll talk to you next time. Tip your waitress, try the veal. Of course, I'm just kidding, but I feel like that's a bit of a mic drop moment for me. We could have talked about nothing else but that, and I know I would have a friend for life. Fortunately, for the Nickelback haters and those who came here to hear more than that, you get to hear us connect about topics such as working from home and following our passions, setting an example for our children, and preparing them for a possible change in the world going forward. Yet another cohort member of the Six Figure Songwriting Workshop, Catherine and I have now formed a connection that just might allow me to cross something pretty cool off of my bucket list. Hello. Hello. How are you? Catherine. Great. How are you today? Good. I'm doing great. Good. It's a beautiful Friday, isn't it? Oh, Friday and uh, ready to kick off the weekend. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah, it was a great start to my day, actually. I got to put some of what I learned in these last six months to the test, and I helped my friend yesterday and this morning set up a studio in his house. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's like a practicum almost for me. And it's really cool to know that I kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we met through um, Six Figure Cohort. And before the cohort started six months ago, I did not have a home studio either. And I, you know, when I was working on my music, I would go, I have a studio close to my house here and a good friend of mine runs it. And so I would go do all my vocal tracks there. But then this class and obviously the time period that we're in when we were all going to be at home for a long period of time, I quickly realized I needed to find a way to track my own vocals and learn a little bit more about the studio stuff. And so that's been a really exciting part of 2020 for me is kind of figuring out all the the equipment piece. I always kind of relied on other people to do the equipment for me. Exactly. I hear you. I've been the same way. And I've always had a basic understanding of hookups and electronics because I was in a band and we did a lot of our own uh, gear work and whatnot. And on big shows, we would hire a sound person. We were like, oh, that's how you do that? That's pretty cool. I learned things along the way. And uh, yeah, this last six months has definitely challenged me to just have a whole new threshold in life when it comes to just taking on a whole new task that I would have never imagined taking on and figuring out that I might know 20% of it to start. And that's more than I would have ever given myself credit for. And it's really neat to know what you're capable of if you challenge yourself. 
Well, I agree. I, agree. I remember your last guest, Michael, he was my mentor during this course. And I love, I started listening to um, part of his podcast, but I haven't made it all the way through. He And he's just fantastic. And he's... Oh, yes, absolutely. But, his but, mindset on life is just so awesome. I feel so blessed to have our paths crossed and to be able to engage with his, his mindfulness and thoughtfulness and everything. But one thing is he also is a taskmaster and he, he will hold you and kind of push you out of those comfort zones like a good teacher does. And I remember in our mentor calls at the beginning when we were, were all, a lot of us were like, we don't know how to do our vocals and we don't know, kind of making that excuse mentality of, ah, what are we going to do? And he, you know, he'd be like, well, what do you need? Okay, well then you need to go get an interface. Okay, well, you need to go get a MIDI cord. Oh, well, you need to go get a mic. And he really like helped motivate all of us that um, if we were going to, if we were going to get traction with this and really wanted to take it seriously, we, we really had to figure out a way to solve the problem of not being able to go into studios and stuff. And that's right. Um, that's it, right. It's fantastic. I am so happy. And re- do you remember at the beginning of the course when they encouraged us to share our space? Do you remember they... Hmm. They told yes. us to take yes. a video. Yeah, I didn't have a space, and so neither did I. Yeah, I haven't done the video. You know, I took a picture when we did um, Sync Keepers, and I took a picture from my comfy chair of John on the screen and said, "Enjoying Sync Keepers from my comfy chair," and that's the only picture I've shared of my home studio. But he, but you, all of a sudden, they showed us the importance of creating a space for yourself and to create and away from the distractions of everything else. And I have a space now. I found, you know, we have a guest bedroom in our basement that no one uses. And I moved everything there and created a space for myself. And when my, my in-laws came to visit a few weeks ago and it was, I was funny. I'm like, well, if you have any desire to create some music, you can go do that now too on my keyboard and my microphone that's down there. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Like mine's in my living room right now. And I was thinking of moving it into my bedroom because I'm homeschooling now. I made the decision and this morning I watched the orientation video and it's really exciting because my life has changed and my kids is changing along with it. And it's kind of neat that we're rowing this boat together because we're both figuring out a whole new pattern of lifestyle at the same time. And it all has to do with learning via correspondence in your home space. Yeah. And it's really neat that I had a six month head start. And uh, of course, she was here with me. I quit my job to be at home because she was pulled from school. The schools were shut down. And I made six figure songwriting my everyday job. I still got up, made my coffee like I was going to work. My alarms haven't changed since I went to work. Yeah. And I just made that my schedule. And she stuck to a regular school schedule as well and was done all of her homework by Wednesday at noon. And so she had all that free time to do whatever she wanted. And then I got to pick up where I needed to from the course. So it really worked out perfect for the both of us. And having a space where you're, like you said, not distracted. It's a great idea to just be in a place where you can allow your creative juices to flow. Yeah. And I heard you speak about this on the graduation call. I think it was when, did you speak on the graduation call with Kathy? I sure did. Yeah. yeah and I, I, sure I, remember did. <laughs> you, I remember you saying how your daughter was actually able to, participate with you and she would listen to the calls and I think that those are such special times that you don't even know that you're creating for her that you know and and her future she'll remember like I remember when I was younger and my dad would be listening to these calls and working on his you you never know how that influences a child she might end up being music supervisor one day yeah exactly (laughs) right how perfect that would be 
Well, when I was her age, I didn't even, I, I never even knew the role of music supervisor existed, to be honest, really until January. I'm like, oh, I wish I had known about this. Like, I, maybe I would have wanted to be this when I was little. No, exactly. I agree with that, too. There's so many different job prospects out there that I never knew were a thing. And I always wondered, well, how does this happen? How do they just get music? Like, did bands say, hey, put my song in your movie? And they're like, yeah, okay. And I'm so glad that I learned this all. Me too. And what's cool is that the, the homeschooling program I'm enrolling her in focuses on their passions and it's really cool because from from kindergarten to grade nine before high school starts it's basically you create your curriculum based off their passions so my kid loves hockey she just loves hockey and she's got one year or she's got grade eight and grade nine left of junior high. And so, for example, hockey, there's there's history to hockey and there's science to hockey and there's math in hockey, as well as physical education yeah. and group work, teamwork and whatnot and coaching abilities. And there's so much from one topic that she could literally take hockey and make that her entire school year if that's what her passion is and if that's what she wants to be when she grows up she's done that all throughout school but she's been graded on her essays because they're written with proper punctuation and grammar and whatnot and so it's really opened up the world to us because this program has students that go with their parents and they do travel the world and they use their life experience as their content for their curriculum that's so neat. Uh, that's isn't that uh, phenomenal. It is, and my my children have always um, during their younger years they've always done the Montessori schools, and that that's a similar approach where it's child guided in the sense that that you let them choose their interests, and then they'll learn so much based on that choice, just because they're invested and they're interested in it. That's right. I'm sure my kid would have no problem writing a thousand word essay about Connor McDavid or the Edmonton Oilers or hockey or just anything to do with sports. She's just a sports fanatic. Yeah. And it's awesome because that's what we can learn for gym. So our gym class is you and me going and playing floor hockey or street hockey or whatever and applying the, the reading that we did this morning to everything. You know, it just yeah. really opens up all kinds of opportunity for her and I both to learn together. And I'm excited because the new book that I'm reading, she and I went to a, a store a year or so ago and I bought a bunch of books for a dollar. And one of them is called Successful Coaching. And they use this book for testing coaches before they progress to actually become a real coach. And I started reading it. I'm like, well, this is just perfect. And then the opportunity to homeschool came up. And I'm like, wow, this is just, you know, answers to everything. <laughs> Can't uh, deny that I'm not supposed to be doing this. It's just, I'm so excited for the future. That's wonderful. And I love your excitement. I love the energy and the excitement that the few times that I've heard you speak and engage with you, it's always been so positive and making the best of the journey. Whatever way your life journey takes you, kind of just trying to ride the wave. Not saying mm -hmm. that it won't, won't be stormy in some of the times, because of course that's, that's life right. too, but processing it and trying to celebrate the joyful parts of it and finding that. That's correct. Yeah, That's right. With, without that. the rain, without the rain, there will be no flowers, right? Because the yes. sun shines above the rainstorm. I've been in an airplane above a thunderstorm and the sun's always shining above the storm. Just it comes and goes. The, the dreary times come and go. And believe me, I've, I've been through it all and I've had no choice but to focus on a lot of positivity just to get me through because a lot of us have been through a lot of stuff. And even in my darkest of places, I've been very fortunate to still have those bright spots in my life to focus on one being my daughter she just gave me so much hope and purpose even yeah. when I was at my lowest point and now that I've made it out luckily I 
can enjoy the light and the sunshine and the success. That's wonderful. I love that. (laughs) It's a good feeling. Yeah. Well, I have got three children and I'll have one of them home with me. She's my littlest one. And so I'm keeping her home with me this school year and kind of working with her in the mornings on curriculum and then just letting her play. And we just actually, before I got on with you, we actually went to the pet store and we got her a pet fish. She just got a fish. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, Right on. (laughs) So we we have a new pet fish in our kitchen right now, Bella. And then the older two are at school. Their school did reopen and they're doing it as safe. They go to a small school and so they were able to find a way to open up safely. And they've been open for two and a half weeks now, I believe. And everything seems to be going smoothly. I also know the reality is that they might be coming home to me too here. Who knows, right? So yeah, you just yeah, don't you just ride know, the wave and you just go with it, right? That's right. Go with the flow and, and take it as it comes. And, and I saw this opportunity and I figured considering I quit my job and it's not a position I plan on returning to or can return to necessarily. And so why start a whole new position to have the school pulled to quit a new job when I already have so much opportunity laid in front of me that I feel like I've kind of manifested because I prayed for this every day since the cohort started. It's like everything I've asked for has come to me one way or another. So I don't think I should shy away from it. Nope. You embrace it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And it's a per- it's a good thing to teach our kids, right? Because your three kids are going to see you and the one that gets to stay at home with you and learn in a different way than your older two have. Yeah. So they all went to a little Montessori school and that's what she was enrolled in last year. But I didn't feel safe sending her this year. So I just decided to keep her home with me. I didn't want to be exposed to two schools. So I figured we would just go with one school and then she's so little she can stay home with me and she'll be just fine. Um, and we'll, yeah, that makes yeah. sense too. And considering how often younger kids in preschools and stuff, I I, I dated a director of a daycare and colds constantly. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> all the time. And so it's just a perfect place for any kind of virus to spread. And even if oh, it's goodness. the common cold, those poor kids having to be tested every single time, mm-hmm. I just don't feel that's fair to them. And so if there's the chance or the opportunity to homeschool them, why not take it? Yeah, I... I'm blessed that I am a stay-at-home mom that works on my music. So my schedule allows for that, and it's very flexible. And I started getting into my music journey about four years ago. But prior to that, I was uh, my background is a little bit different than a lot of musicians in the sense that I was a business major, and I went and worked for a consulting firm for almost 12 years, and then decided to... Um, stay at home with my children once I had three of them. And between my husband and I, we started getting a little bit hectic with both of our schedules. So I stayed home and spent a few years raising the children and just helping with everything on the home front. And then about four years ago, I found myself just being called back to music and it was really through uh, getting my older children through the process of introducing them to music through piano lessons and just they were getting interested in different things and music theory. And I kind of would start to remember how much I loved music and how important it was to me at one point in my life and mm-hmm. um, really made the decision that I wanted to. It was a dream of mine that I had kind of never pursued uh, just because it was never the right time or Um, And so about four years ago, I made the decision, all right, this is it. I'm going to write my music. I'm going to record my music. I'm going to perform my music. And then now this journey has led me into now the sync world of continuing to pursue it in a different way, in a complimentary way. I can still do both. 
Yeah. Yeah, that also lines up with the current world, which is even better. Like we don't have to stop doing what we love. We learn a new way to do it and life goes on and we can flourish. Yeah, exactly. If I was so focused on the performance side of it, obviously so much has been lost from performance and we all miss that. I miss I miss performing. Oh, absolutely. I miss going to live performances. But at the same time, I just feel like this course was gifted to me in January when it was a big decision whether I was going to do it or not. And then I made the decision to do it. And then all of a sudden, this whole thing happened with our world and the performance piece was gone. And I was able to channel my creative energy and my desire to kind of just get stuff done and learn and grow through this course. And it's brought a whole purpose to the creation piece of it too, you know, which is... It's been a, yeah. And it's a nice surrogate too, because it's not like we had to give everything up and hopefully one day, because I love performing live too. There's nothing like the energy you get from a crowd. Nothing compares to being in a live performance or seeing, and I miss concerts too. There's, I didn't have, I know so many friends that had tickets that couldn't go. Luckily, I was not in a position to already have bought prepaid tickets or anything like that so I didn't miss out on any shows or anything but I definitely would love to see a lot of the new music that's out that would be touring and doing performances right now it'd be great yeah but we'll do it again right that's right yeah and when we do oh I can't I just want to see the crowds like are people gonna be like hugging each other is it gonna just be like oh I miss this I just love you so much I just can't wait to be in a crowd before we continue let's take a moment to thank my sponsor wait a minute I don't have any yet It's tricky to get this sponsor thing figured out between the US and Canada. I started to wonder, how can I be my own sponsor? What can I do for you? I am a lover of customer service. How can I make this a win-win-win? What do you need that I have? Maybe you're feeling lost or disconnected from the people in life that matter to you. Maybe you're missing the celebrations of everything life or even death. Maybe I could help you bridge that gap. A song designed to say exactly what you wanna say in the way you wanna say it? A song just for that person or occasion? A custom I love you song? Especially now since the ways in which we connect with each other have been turned upside down, a song could really bridge that gap. What if you could reach the people you love and say I love you, I'm proud of you, congratulations, happy birthday, happy anniversary, congratulations on your wedding. Or maybe you need a first dance song inspired by the love that brought you to your special day. I would love to help you with that. My heart, my voice, my musical skill, my love for customer service, my love of people makes us the perfect fit to make this happen. You tell me who, what, and why with an interview and off we go. You get a custom song to tell that person how much they mean to you. Imagine the smile when they hear their song. Imagine the warm feeling you'll have knowing that you've brightened somebody's day. You win because you get to do something special for someone you love. They win because they get to know how much you love and care for them. I win because I get to do something I really love that I'm good at and be my own sponsor for this podcast. Together, we can roll into this new reality with compassion, caring, and fun. Please contact me at tylerfriedelproductions at gmail.com. I was able to do a 
um, an online concert series here. I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And so they have mm -hmm. a series called Concerts for a Cause. They work with local musicians and it's to raise money for local efforts. And so I was asked to do that. And that was so much fun. And we were able to raise money to donate to local restaurants, to their staff, and then also to hospitals at that point when they were trying to feed the nurses and feed the hospital staff when they were working all those crazy hours. Um, wow, and, good for you. That's that's nice to be a part of. That's uh, uh, that's inspirational. Good for you. That's really cool. And I bet so, they appreciated the crap out of that. Oh, it was so it was it was so wonderful to be to do it, and then also to perform. And because it's, I think people are missing live music too. So when they get a chance to watch a live musician, even though it is virtual, I think it lifts people up in some way. I hope that's my hope. Oh, I agree. During Sync Keepers, I watched every single performance that there was because I missed that live music. And I had said to a few people, like, I, I don't miss it as much anymore because this kind of fills a bit of the gap. But Yes, they were killer. <clears throat> All of those artists oh, were amazing. Everybody was phenomenal. Wow. And out of their element yet in their new element and it was really cool I was seeing a lot of first time things a lot of people like hey I'm, i wish i could hear you clap you know like that that in itself is like knowing that these people gave their all and if we were all there i would have had no voice the next day and i hope <laughs> i can't wait i really hope in the future we can all be in person whether it's in los angeles i don't know where kathy will have those meetings now that she's in Florida. We should have like a COVID reunion, like our oh. cohort reunion that didn't get to meet. We should just like everybody performs like a song or whatever, like Amazing. set it up like that where we can all perform for each other. That'd be so great. And we would absolutely have no voice the next day. I have no doubt. <laughs> I have, I mean, either. Absolutely. That's exactly how that would go down. I'm one of the loudest people in the crowd. Like I've had the lead singer of a band once. He's actually a buddy of mine, but he's like, dude, like I can hear you screaming in the crowd but what's cool is that you're screaming in key like i'm in there with him like yeah and he's like that's the coolest thing i can hear you while i'm singing but it's not throwing me off Aw, you're one of those fans that everyone loves to have in their audience. I have, I'm the one I, that won't shut up. <laughs> I have a lady, a, a friend um, that comes and watches my shows, and she's that she's that same person. And you always know if you're having a moment where you're on stage like, ah, what am I? I just, I look to her and I know everything's okay because she, I know she's just having yeah. a good, she's that enthusiast. It's wonderful. That's right. Yeah. And every <laughs> crowd needs to have one. And I be having been the guy on the stage, like I played, my band played a stag party, bunch of dudes. Right? Yeah. And we played a lot of rock and roll tunes and there was no applause afterwards because dudes are like, wow, good song. Yeah. Good yeah. <laughs> these, these guys, these guys rock, awesome. Yeah. And then we take we take a break and we go get a drink, thinking like these guys are gonna like jump us or something. And they're like, man, you guys are awesome. This is great. It's like really, like how about a whistle? How about a yeah. clap? How about how about a whoop? Like anything, man. Like I feel like I'm bombing up here really bad because females add that aspect, that dynamic to a crowd when they're hooting and hollering. But yeah, yeah. at least one person in the crowd, it's contagious. So yeah, if exactly. I go a show and I feel that there's nobody there doing it, it's like, okay, I guess I got to be that guy. Ah, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got no shame. Really, I don't care. I've shown up to concerts with like get-ups on. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I that's will be that guy if I have to be. What's your favorite, um, like, what's your favorite kind of concert to go to? What type of music do you gravitate towards or what artists? The world's most hated band. Really? Who's that? Nickelback. 
Oh, oh my God. I disagree. I think they're fantastic. Oh, thank God. There's another oh. one out there. I think I'm at six of you now. <laughs> I, I really don't. I don't understand all the hatred towards them. I don't either. I don't, they are so talented. And yes, they have found a way to become like, they, they, in a way they, because I, I was reading a little bit about them. They write to sync a little bit. Like they've, they've found yeah. a formula that, that yeah. touches people and it works for the music industry. It works. Absolutely. Yeah. Think, because think how many of their songs have been in Transformers, Spider-Man. Like it's just, it goes on and on and on. Their songs are placed left oh, to right in commercial. And they're crazy talented instrumentalists and, and oh, writers and I think the, the hatred is fueled from a jealousy. It must be because I didn't really realize how much they were disliked until um, I, I think re like a few months ago, because it's like some people kind of were like, oh, I saw in comments on social media, something like, oh, the nickel. But I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, it was probably me because every time it pops up, I got a friend and we joke about it all the time because he definitely doesn't like them and I, he knows that I love them. So even when there's a joke about, Nickelback there was somebody took two of their songs and put them in put it in a DAW and messed it around and it just sounds like he's saying I like pants and I like feet <laughs> and it just messed up two of their songs and it sounds like it was actually recorded by them and my buddy's like oh my god someone tell the radio stations that this isn't a real song otherwise they're going to start winning awards for this <laughs> you know and so like we we banter back and forth and it's it's fun humor but I have posted songs of me covering them. When this COVID thing happened, there was a Nova Scotia kitchen table thing where people were posting all their live performances throughout Canada. And I did a Nickelback cover and a ton of people jumped on me and a bunch of people stood up for me. And so it's it's a 50-50 mix. But I know ACDC thanked them for taking the torch because there was a time when ACDC was the world hated band. Oh, really? They, oh. Were, they were devilish, right? And all the parents hated them and everything yes. like that. So it's just a passing of the torch. Eventually, I'm hoping it'll die off. But if it doesn't, who cares? Like who I said, cares? They, I, I just, I think they're yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. They've done what every musician would do, I think. And I get, I know where it comes from. They're from the same province I'm from. Like they're from Alberta. Okay. And uh, they started off really grungy, like a new Nirvana almost. And it, was going places and that's what people fell in love with but then i think as things progressed as anybody does they got better equipment they had better guitar lessons they learned how to produce things different they figured out this formula for sync because why it makes money yes. so they did that and now chad kruger's worth over 80 million dollars Oh He's gosh. one man and he could crush you with his wallet. So do you think he cares if you hate him or not? Hate him. <laughs> it's, not, it's not affecting his bank account. Well, and they found a way because so many bands have to tour to generate their income. And so mm -hmm. if, if they were, I'm assuming as they got later in their life, maybe they found partners and maybe they wanted to start families or, and they didn't want to tour. And so they found a way, like if they want to go tour, they can, but they don't have to go tour. <laughs> That's the thing. They still tour like oh, a regular they? rock. Oh yeah. And they yeah. put out an album every year, if not every couple of years consistently. And so that's just what a musician does. I think it's just like, it's so easy to jump on the, on the thing because it's so easy to make fun of them. And even I have, because it's easy to get the laugh, you well, know? You know, it's funny. I didn't realize ACDC was 
formerly known as the world's hated band, um, my son, and he's nine years old. He loves mm-hmm. ACDC. I, I oh, mean, that's awesome. I know. He'll be going up to his Alexa in his bedroom. Alexa, play. And he'll, like, name ACDC songs. And he just, he <laughs> loves, he lo- and my husband really likes ACDC, too. So the, I think that's where the interest comes from. Um, that's cool. I really wasn't familiar with ACDC music too much because now my mother would have been, oh, you're not allowed to listen to music like that. Yeah, that would have been my, but for me, I'm, I'm like, there, there's nothing too bad with their songs. Like what they're, I mean. No, no, they yeah. get you up and going. And yeah. everyone thought that it was just, I think they played off of the idea that parents thought that they were trying to promote Satanism because yeah. it got them money like they don't know people don't understand like (laughs) i think they just they saw an opportunity and they took it well and the industry is so tough if you find a niche that you can succeed in even even if it is satanism i don't know if i personally would go choose that route myself (laughs) no i certainly wouldn't either i found an alternative (laughs) to it for sure but each their own i guess right i mean my grandparents would turn turn over in their grave if i took that route (laughs) Yeah, because like, take my mom, for example, my mom was a 50s girl, and she loved Elvis, and she had her her Elvis records taken and destroyed. And it's Elvis for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's just part of the time. And like, my kid has listened to some Eminem stuff that I probably wouldn't listen to. Well, mind you, grade seven, yeah, I probably started listening to Eminem and stuff around that age. And so it's not like I'm like, hey, listen to this every day. But she understands where my inspirations come from you know yeah. and there's days where I, where i'm going to write a write a song i will put on the rap battles from the final scene of eight mile and i use that as inspiration because it's just it's just the tale of a guy who had a shit life and he overcame his fears and accepted who he was and that is when he found success in life and that is a perfect moral no matter who you are and my daughter knows that that's how my outlook and philosophy is on life now where you can take what you have and make the absolute best out of it because that is what you have to do. That's all you're given is what you have. And if you're not grateful for it and you don't make the best out of it, then your life is your choice. Yep, agreed, 100%. Amen. Now, where, um, really quickly, where in Alberta are you from? I love Alberta. I'm just east of Edmonton. Okay, I've I've been to the town and I'm not familiar of the geographics of, but Canmore. Do you know Canmore? Yes, I do. Canmore would be on the way to my daughter's mom's house in BC. So that's just by Calgary. Yeah. And I've driven through Bridge Canmore Columbia. quite a bit. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. town. Yes, that's, that, I've been there a few times. I just, I love that part of the country. It's so gorgeous. I love, we love going to Canada. We, we were supposed to go there this summer, actually. We were going to go to Vancouver Island. Um, oh, yeah. I have a friend yeah. who lives out there. Yes, but obviously we weren't able to travel this summer, but yeah, that was sad. our plan. We were going to go up there and, and just go be in nature for a while. Oh, yes, to reset in nature and tune yes. out on everything. Yes. I, I love shutting the phone off and just nobody can get a hold of me but the trees. Yes, exactly. Amazing to do that. I love it. I love it. But I, that was a plan of mine too, actually. Like I had quite a bit of savings when this all started and I was going to go out to Nanaimo and see my buddy and maybe even houseboat a little bit. And that would have been crazy if that had happened and I crossed paths with you and it would have never known. Well, and and then Michael lives um, in Vancouver as well. And so when he was first partnered as my mentor back in February, I thought, oh, this is wonderful. Maybe I'll be able to meet him for tea or something. If we're, if mm-hmm. I'm in Vancouver Island, I can come in and meet him. But we'll have to do that little rendezvous another time too. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think uh, it is a definite bucket list that I come to the Indy 500. Oh, yes. Well, are you an IndyCar fan? Uh, you know, I've watched it. I'm not someone who follows it strategically or anything, but I've worked at automotive shops. I was a mechanic. Like, I love okay. cars. I love traveling. I love speed. So I would oh. love, love, love. I used to work for Castrol. Uh, it was uh, the Hummer GMC dealership in Edmonton, Alberta, and the owner owned the Castrol drag strip in Edmonton. So I did go there and watch a bunch of, like, funny cars and drag races and stuff like that. So it's in my blood. I, I My brother used to do demolition I love this stuff. So it's oh. on my bucket list. I have to go. Oh, well then look, look me up when you come that where my husband and then my son too. Um, my husband loves IndyCar. So we usually go to the race every year and my, we've brought the, we brought the two older kids last year and then we tuned in for it last weekend when, it, when they aired it last weekend. Oh, was it last? See, uh, see, I don't follow. even know that I just missed it. That's insane. Really? Yes. So they, they <laughs> moved it from May to August and it was on Sunday. It was this past Sunday. So you can, I won't tell you who won. So you can. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, cause I wouldn't know, but I will definitely stream that and watch that. But I would love to, I would love if, if that the borders open up again and I get a chance to come down there, I would love for you to be my tour guide to the Indy 500. Definitely look me up and I can I tell you which um, bands to go hear that weekend. Cause there's so much live music. Oh, certainly. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Aren't you glad we didn't talk about Nickelback the whole time? It is really comforting to know that the world is now full of people who are transitioning into working from home and following their passions because they have had no choice but to take the time and reflect inwards on the things that are most important in their lives. How often do you take time to sit and reflect on the things you truly want for yourself? Are there certain things you know you need to give up in order to reach that next level of success you know belongs to you? Something I am sharing with all of my friends lately and I just can't stop talking about is how real manifestation actually is. I keep quoting a great fellow Canadian by the name of Jim Carrey to many of the people that are on this path of enlightenment with me. He said in a graduation speech that he is living proof you can ask the universe for whatever you want. To paraphrase one of his quotes, he says, ask the universe for whatever you want and let go of how it comes to pass. Whether you were told to say your prayers at night or just have faith, we are all allowed to live the lives we want. Ask for it. The worst that could happen is you spend time focusing on the things you love and what makes you happy, as opposed to spending time living in misery focusing on the things you don't have. Thank you for tuning into this heartfelt conversation. Thank you all for being a part of my journey. My name is Tyler Friedel, and I will talk to you soon.